0: the color of social work podcast a space created to guide young african-american professionals through the broad and growing field of social work this audio series was created for every young black person in the helping profession aspiring to make the world a better place chat with me as we make the field a little more colorful i'm your host nana k and you're listening to the color of social work podcast Hello, everyone. It's your host Nana K, and today I am back with another episode of The Color of Social Work, y'all. I'm about to start my last semester of grad school. It seems like just yesterday I graduated from undergrad, and now I'm about to graduate with my master's in social work. And it, and I came to this realization when I got an email from my advisor and it said congratulations on making it to your last semester here's what's going on this semester you'll be able to sit down for your test your licensing exam this semester these are the steps this is what you need to do this is how much it costs um and i'm like wow may 2021 i'll be a master social worker i'll pass my exam and i'll be a licensed master social worker and i just thank god for that because when I first started grad school, y'all, I thought I was going to drop out. I thought I was going to quit. I literally graduated August 10th, 2019, started grad school August 15th, 2019. Had no break, nothing, had a full-time job, uh, didn't live on campus, had to drive to campus, Then on campus all day, like two days a week. Um, yeah, it was, it was very challenging at first. I even, I started out in the advanced standing program at university of houston and i ended up changing to hybrid because i literally just needed to slow the program down and that was the best option for me because now even though i would have if i stayed on track i would have graduated this past august but you know sometimes you just need to just slow it down and that's okay so I remember when i first started and i just noticed like how different the culture was from undergrad and grad school and then <laughs> hbcu to pwi like i just noticed and that took like a huge like toll on me as well like for instance one in, when you're in grad school <laughs> Most people go to grad school like later on in life. I was one of the youngest people in my classes, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this is so weird to me." Um, and then another thing, because of course I went to an HBCU, so I'm used to being in class with a lot of Black people, and I'm like, "Dang! Not only am I the youngest one, I'm like the blackest one." And some of them, I was the only Black girl in there. It was, I, it's, it was really like two other young black girls and it was probably like maybe like four or five older black women everybody else was a different ethnicity so that was like you know took some getting used to and stuff like that especially the the part of everybody's just like older than me and they have different experiences they've already been working in the field and they're just now you know starting to go back to get their degree and stuff like that and for some reason because I had all that experience I don't know why but I felt like I was behind and one of my sister's friends she's a um, licensed clinical social worker I was talking to her and she was just like I mean you're awkwardly ahead if you think about it I mean these people have been working in the field yes and they're just now coming back to get their master's degree but you know you're going straight you're going straight into it you're ahead of them um but you know the things that you tell yourself that worries you you know we always just overthink sometimes but um I'm about to order some study materials so I can start studying for the exam I know I'm going to register for the exam by February 4th and I'm going to register for graduation by February 26th so I have a lot of stuff coming up um, I just hope my last semester is smooth because I'm actually retaking a class that I that I had last semester. So I, I was taking the DSM class in fall twenty twenty. DSM that class is super hard and it was very challenging, you know, work doing that virtually as opposed to in class. And it was very challenging, you know, doing full-time, overtime at work at the same time as doing this, this class that requires a lot of reading. It requires your full attention. It requires unlimited amounts of studying. Like, so I was doing okay in the class. Um, right after midterms, I had like a 76. Now, University of Houston only allows you to have three C's um, in the program before they like kick you out. So, I had like a 76 after midterm and my professor was like, hey, like, have you considered dropping the class, taking it in another semester? Um, I could see, I see you have a 76. Basically, he was saying that he didn't think I could raise my grade up. Four points to a B before the end of the semester. So, you know, I told him initially I told him I was like, um, yeah, no, I, I I believe I'll be able to bring my grade up to a B. I mean, we had eight assignments left, you guys. We had eight assignments left after midterm. And I think my my midterm grade was like an eighty six or something. That was my grade on the midterm. And he was saying like, Oh, well, I'm just worried about you because, you know, if your midterm grade was your lowest grade, I'd be like, okay, you're going to make it. But, I mean, it's not your lowest grade. So, I just, you know, I just think you should just go ahead and drop. And I, I told him again. And I was like, no, nah, I'm graduating next semester. I really, This class is really challenging. I would really like to have this class right this semester. So, you know, next semester, just focus on my elective and my completing my field and I'll be good. So, he said, okay. Two weeks later, he asked me the same thing. I still said no. I told him I was still, you know, trying, you know, gonna try to bring my grade up four points. (laughs) And um, he eventually went on and told my advisor that he thinks that I should drop. So I'm like, okay. It came to the point where he told the advisor, and I'm like, okay, well, you're the professor. If you feel like I can't bring my grade up four points, you went ahead to tell my advisor. If you're really that concerned, then you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and drop the class. I dropped the class. Um, I felt really discouraged, really sad. Um, Honestly, I was not used to that type of, um, I guess, leadership from a professor. Coming from Prairie View, if you had problems in the class, I've never heard a professor advising you to go ahead and just drop the class um especially if you were that close to you know a b or whatever i've never heard of that anytime i had trouble in a class the professor would talk to me like hey what's going on what can we do here like oh i saw that you did good in this chapter but you didn't do good in this chapter what's going on let's fix it this professor was like uh yeah you your highest grade is uh 86 and you're not gonna make it so you know (laughs) so let's just go ahead and drop like i've never i literally never had that before so i was just really sad and really discouraged or whatever so i re-registered for the class for this semester so i'm a little nervous i looked at the syllabus already and it's actually the same exact assignments that we had that i had in that other professor's class um now i know a little bit more of what to expect hopefully i'll do a lot better I guess I just hate the fact that I had to drop it. off. I just hate that. But you know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Um, my other class that I'm taking this semester um, is a, an elective. It's a seminar on Malcolm X and Martin Luther King Jr. I looked at the syllabus, looked super, super duper easy. Um, I'm only I finished all my social work electives. I'm only taking this elective just because I need it, uh, like a an elective that has nothing to do with social work um well not nothing to do with social work I I think that MLK and Malcolm X had you know like pretty good social workers in their careers (laughs) you know if you think about it but um I looked at that that syllabus is gonna that's gonna be easy breezy. At least I will have like a chill class, and then you know um, I can focus on the DSM class um, this semester. Also, I'm still gonna be working full time. Um, I actually just got another job in addition to the one I work now. Um, that job is like a contracting. Position um, with this behavioral health agency, and I'm really excited about starting it. I'm actually right now in the process of being uh, Cans and ANS certified, so I'll be able to administer assessments. Um, but yeah, that one is like more flexible, and you know, it's not it's not like a um, like a strict Monday through Friday type job, and you know, you make your own schedule, you see your clients when you see your clients, stuff like that um yeah so I have a lot on my plate this semester and and just talking about it just stresses me out but um I'm just gonna go ahead and plan everything out since I already know what to expect from that DSM class I can see my syllabus and all that stuff um I'm just gonna go ahead and just be intentional about sticking to my planner this time around um Because I know once everything gets going next week, y'all, school starts next week, my internship starts back next week. Like, I'm going to be busy. I'm not going to have as much time to do nothing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And that's where self care comes along. Like, I'm going to schedule in time for self care. And I'm not talking about taking a long bath. I'm going to put in there stuff that actually grants me self care, like doing nothing. Or, like, let's say going to the park to walk or uh getting up in the morning and stretching or what grants me self-care that i just love um I, for me i plan days to take off work like i plan like okay this is the day i'm gonna take off and you know plan days like ahead of time to where i'm not calling in like i look at my schedule and be like okay so this around a time that i'm uh, around the amount of time that i'm gonna get tired take you know a couple days off or whatever um you know so i'm just trying to make it to may y'all i'm just trying to make it to may um i'm really excited that y'all gonna be on this journey with me my last semester there's a lot going on um i wonder if any of you guys are lmsws right now um i would love to have y'all as a guest and talk about your studying journey uh if you passed the test the first time if you didn't pass the test the first time what helped you what didn't um i would love to have y'all as a guest on the show so if you're listening hit me up i'm pretty sure you follow our instagram page at the color of social work i would love to connect with you i would love to have you as a guest um yeah i just can't believe i'm in my last semester of grad school y'all thank god thank jesus christ that's the only person I could think, because I don't even know how I did this I really don't even know for real but I just encourage anybody who has a bachelor's in social work and wants to continue the education I encourage you to do so it's it's challenging but you can do it if you have if you have your passion for it and you're willing to do put in the work to do the work you can do it so that's all really that's all that's really going on with me right now just a little anxious before the school year starts but I know if I stay organized I'll be good um i saw a few tweets earlier that it was so much social work slander on my tl today i don't know what's going on i know i follow more more social workers now on twitter maybe that's why um but i saw a couple tweets that just had me like what like i'm like i can't believe people are saying this um so There was a tweet that said, Child services will take children away from parents because they are too poor to raise them. Then they pay foster parents an average of $39,000 a year to raise them instead. Why not give poor parents $39,000 a year? And then she had the audacity to quote her source. Underneath that tweet, her source was ZipRecruiter. So she typed in foster parent salary on ZipRecruiter, and that's what told her they get paid $39,000 a year. Okay, so somebody quoted that tweet and said social workers are just cops without guns. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, that's crazy. People literally just think that social workers just work for CPS, and I know initially when I first started doing social work that's what I thought too but you can't let your ignorance get that big like there's Google there's no reason why you should limit your your knowledge in 2021 it's no reason why there's like even freaking Wikipedia there's like everything YouTube like figure out stuff before you sound dumb on the internet like you're embarrassing yourself okay we are a whole profession we are a whole licensed profession And I was happy to see that, you know, some of my fellow social workers, um, you know, responded to the tweet, quoted the tweet. This is what one tweet said. Learn what social workers do. Not all social workers work for CPS. And many of the ones that work at CPS are not licensed because they're not required to be. I have never taken kids and I have never did that line of work. So that guy, he's he's actually an LCSW. I believe he works um, with veteran affairs um but yeah i like the ignorance that some people have towards social work it baffles me still baffles me sometimes because it's like okay of course you know cps how they're portrayed in movies and stuff that's really all you know so you only know so much if you're not willing to you know inquire about it like find out about it and stuff so you can't really blame people for um just simply not knowing but in the age of technology it's no reason why you shouldn't know before you you know say something about it like it's, it's people are loud and wrong for no reason you know talking about stuff that they don't know about and that's one of the reasons why i created this podcast i really really want to change you know, the misconceptions about social work. I want to change the face of social work. I want, when people think of social work, I want them to, you know, hold us in a high regard. Not just, oh yeah, they just take people's kids away just because. Like, I want it to be, like when you think of, okay, for instance, so if a child is going to college and they tell their parent, oh yeah, I'm going to major in social work, I want their parent to have the same reaction to their child, as if they do, as if they say, um, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna be a doctor. I'm about to be a nurse. I'm about to be an architect. I'm about to be a, a a lawyer. I'm about to be a forensic, whatever." Okay, I want you know people to have that same reaction to social workers as they do these other you know high-paying, um, well-respected professions because that's what social work is. It's so much. Social work is so broad. There's so much in the in the field that you can't even pinpoint not one thing. As long as there is human life, social workers are needed in every aspect. I just saw the other day on Indeed that CVS is hiring for social workers. CVS, the pharmacy, is hiring for social workers. They were actually hiring for LCSWs for their mini clinic. And they're hiring... Um, mental health specialists, you know, um, you know, providing individuals and groups with like psychological support and education, you know, anything that they need to, you know, identify their mental well being. And I saw this, I'm like, yo, my profession is growing. So like a social could be like, yeah, I work for CVS, the pharmacy, like, that's crazy. Like, you know, CVS is a fortune 500 company you know what I'm saying like y'all we're we're getting there we are getting there and I'm so excited um for like my future opportunities and everything um I noticed the salaries are going up I've been looking at these jobs since I was a freshman in college okay I've been looking at all these jobs the salary is definitely going up um as for me y'all know I love the kids so right now after my master's degree I'm Thinking about going into a school system, school social worker, any um, position that requires me, you know, to do any interventions, assessments with, you know, kiddos that are struggling a little bit or, you know, just to help build them up. Any positions in those school districts, that's what I'm looking at right now. And I'm telling you, I feel like since I've been looking at these jobs, the salaries for these positions have jumped like $15,000. So, I'm like, okay, and that's, you know, was that, this like six years ago, 2015. So, I'm like, okay, I, I'm getting so excited. And any of y'all listening here to my podcast should be excited too. Like, don't let anybody tell you about your own profession. Like, they don't know anything. They really don't. You know, and like, it's up to you guys to really own that, own your profession, you know, take pride in your profession. Like, like we're doing this shit for real. Like, we are doing it. So... Y'all, I just want to come in and, you know, just check in with y'all about this. And always remember that we are influential. We're making a difference. And we are making the world a little more colorful. I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye.